As many of you know, last Saturday, May the 19th, we took 50 people on a one-day pilgrimage to the Shrine of the North American Martyrs in Auriusville, New York. Auriusville is located about 30 miles west of Schenectady, just off the New York Thruway. In fact, you can see the shrine from the highway. Many Catholics are not aware of the fact that there are actually canonized martyrs in the Church who shed their blood for Jesus Christ on North American soil. But there are eight of them to be exact. Three of them died in what is now Auriusville, New York. The other five died at another mission site in Midland, Ontario, which is about two hours north of the city of Toronto. They were all Jesuits, or at least in some way connected, associated with the Jesuit religious order. They came from France. They came in the early part of the 17th century, and they worked primarily with the Huron Indians, who were a relatively peaceful group, at least compared to the Iroquois, with whom the Hurons were at war. They came to this area of the world because they heard and took seriously the words of Jesus in today's Gospel. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And they were tough. They were tough, strong men of God. I think that's one of the reasons I like them so much. The tortures, the sufferings they went through, especially when they were being martyred, are almost beyond belief. You'll be happy to know I'll spare you most of the gory details in this homily. And incidentally, I should mention, the reason that we know so much about these missionaries and about their martyrdoms is because the Jesuits were required at the time to write back to their superiors in France to keep them updated on what was going on in the missions. So we know about what they experienced. We know about the brutal living conditions they faced. We know about the pagan culture they were trying to evangelize, a culture that was marked by things like war and promiscuity and cannibalism and superstition, which was an especially big problem for them. For example, whenever something bad happened, like an outbreak of a contagious disease that spread through the settlement, the Indians would say it was the Black Robe's fault. That's what they called the Jesuits. They put a curse on us. That's why we're experiencing this illness. It's very hard to defend yourself against that kind of superstition. And yet despite all of it, in spite of, in spite of all the sufferings and challenges they had to deal with, these missionaries loved the Indians. And they were willing to pay whatever price was necessary, even to the shedding of their own blood, in order to bring these native North Americans to Christ. In fact, many times they actually longed for martyrdom. As one of them, Jean de Berbeuf, wrote in his diary, he said, I vow to you, Jesus my Savior, that as far as I have the strength, I will never fail to accept the grace of martyrdom if someday in your, you and in your infinite mercy would offer it to me, your most unworthy servant. As I indicated earlier, these were extraordinary and strong men of God.
My personal favorite among them is St. Isaac Jogues. For six years, beginning in 1636, Father Jogues ministered to the Hurons. However, in 1642, while he was on a canoe trip getting some supplies, he was captured by the Iroquois, who proceeded to torture him mercilessly. I won't go into all the gory details, but let's just say that, among other things, they cut off his thumb, tore out his fingernails, and gnawed off the ends of his fingers till his bones were visible. That means he could no longer say Mass, because as some of you will remember, in the old liturgy, a priest could only touch the Eucharist with his thumb and his forefinger, and he had no thumb. About a year later, with the help of the Dutch, he escaped and eventually sailed back to France. There he was received as a hero. Remember, the people of France knew what was going on in the missions because of the reports that were sent home by the Jesuits. Jogues was honored by royalty. The Pope of the time, Urban VIII, called him a living martyr. The Holy Father gave him special, a special dispensation to say Mass with his mangled hands. And Father Jogues lived happily ever after, right? Well, not quite. You see, all the attention, all the praise, all the accolades proved to be too much for him. And so, only a few months later, he asked to go back. He asked his superiors to send him back to the missions, knowing that in all likelihood he'd never return to France again. In fact, he said that to people the night before he left France for the last time. He said, I know I'll never be back here again. And he didn't go back. He was martyred a few years later on October 18, 1646. October 18 is the feast day now of all these North American martyrs. Now, you might say, well, Father A, that's a very nice story, but today is Trinity Sunday. What does that story have to do with the Blessed Trinity? The answer is quite a bit. The Catechism tells us, the Catechism of the Catholic Church says, that the mystery of the Most Holy Trinity is the central mystery of Christian faith and life. It reminds us that our God is a family of persons, a family of persons united in an eternal bond of love. Catechism puts it this way. Here I quote. We firmly believe and confess without reservation that there is only one true God, eternal, infinite, and unchangeable, incomprehensible, almighty and ineffable, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Three persons indeed, but one essence, substance, or nature, entirely simple. Now that sounds real theoretical, doesn't it? But what about on the experiential level? Is it possible for people to experience the Blessed Trinity in the ordinary events of their daily lives? Is it possible for people to experience the Blessed Trinity even in the midst of trial and suffering? I would say yes, and I think we find a great example of this in St. Isaac Jones. People 
whether they realized it or not, actually experienced the Blessed Trinity in and through the ministry and the martyrdom of this extraordinary man. First of all, they experienced through Isaac Jobes the merciful love of God the Father. Jesus said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son. In his unending mercy, the Heavenly Father gave us his Son to save us from sin and Satan and eternal death and to bring us eternal life. Well, Isaac Jobes and the seven other North American martyrs came to our shores to do the same thing for the Huron Indians and for everybody else who would give them a hearing. They came to bring these people mercy and salvation through Jesus Christ. But it doesn't stop there. People, especially the Huron Indians, also experienced the sacrificial love of God the Son through the ministry of Father Jones. Jesus said, greater love than this nobody has than to lay down his life for his friends. The love of God the Son went the distance, did it not? Unto death. So did the love of Isaac Jobs for the Indians he served in the New World. And like Jesus, he sacrificed himself willingly. Nobody forced him. And finally, people experienced the abiding love of the Holy Spirit in Isaac Jobs. The Last Supper, Jesus said to his apostles, If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate, the Holy Spirit, to be with you always. The love of the Holy Spirit is an abiding love. In other words, it doesn't waver. It's not greater on Sunday than it is on Tuesday and Wednesday. It is constant which is precisely how Isaac Joe's love was for the Indians, including the Iroquois. Despite all the suffering, despite all the torture they put him through, he still loved them. That's what I find so amazing about his story and the story of these martyrs. The merciful love of God the Father, the sacrificial love of God the Son, the abiding love of God the Holy Spirit. All of these were experienced by people through the words and through the deeds of Isaac Jones and the other seven North American martyrs. Of course, the real question of the day, my brothers and sisters, is this. Are the people in our lives having a similar experience of the Blessed Trinity through us.